college sports, man, it's such a, it's a, it's a trap almost, but it's a fun trap and you're in and then you're just seeing this and we all live amongst it. Like what a great way. And then it just, boom, it's over. It's done. And you're, you're just resetting. You're like, oh, I didn't take any of the classes that would have helped me for this moment. Right. You know, or, or I didn't get a chance to explore anything else that I would have liked. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Living Good Currency with Tony. And Tobias. We're excited to have you back. This is going to be a special episode. We appreciate the comments, the love that you give. It really, really helps us and it resonates us. We are excited to bring in a friend of mine I've known for almost a decade. It's awesome to watch his trajectory grow and his passions and why he's doing what he's doing. Without further ado, I'd like to bring in my dear friend, Jay Kana. Jay started his career in Los Angeles in the famous mailrooms by working at several different talent agencies and quickly became an agent at a company called Writers and Artists. Some of his highlights as an agent include working on the James Gandolfini team and the meteoric rise of the hit series The Sopranos, nurturing Eva Mendez into an on-demand star. Jay then moved over to Brillstein Entertainment Partners to become a manager and ultimately more entrepreneurial, which we're going to discuss today. He successfully guided an A-list client roster that included talent and producers, involved over 100 film and TV transactions, including 25 films and helped raise over $300 million. That experience transferred over into what he started in 2020. After 22 years at Brillstein, he launched Oakhurst Entertainment with select clients and investors with an incredible mission that definitely aligned with us, which is to produce premium content, yet meet the appetite of consumers demanding socially impactful content that makes a difference. The core focus of Oakhurst areas are curating content with values, delivering to underserved audiences, all the while creating a strong call to action. Not only have they produced several projects and have meant many in development, we love the themes that they try to tackle, which are mental health, immigration, and climate change. Jay was profiled in The Hollywood Reporter as one of the top 35 executives in Hollywood and has been featured in numerous publications like The New York Times, Variety, and Wall Street Journal. And a little bit of his ethnic background. He's been recognized as the 100 influential Indian American leaders in the U.S., which we're going to go into. Also named as one of the most outstanding 50 Asian Americans in business. Welcome to the show, Jay. How are you, bud? Thank you, guys. That's awesome. All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> well, hey, brother, listen, I appreciate you coming you, on. Guys. I know you're busy. You. and um, no, man, likewise. So listen, let's go back. And, you know, the, the, the theme of yeah. living good currency is focusing on doing good for yourself, aligning your passions and your purpose, and really trying to, to serve both yourself and others and by doing good. And so I'm so excited to get you on because out of all the people I've met, and especially being a rep where you're used to being behind the scenes and, and, and pushing people out in front, mm -hmm. um, there seems to be a common theme in your life by pushing and promoting these ideals of impact. But can we go back to your childhood or at least your sports enthusiasm yeah. and, and how does sports play yeah. a role in your life and how you uh, propel moving forward? It was big, man. It was big. It's a different chapter in my life. I think as young men too, it's a big identity of ours playing sports and kind of addictive in this intoxication of hopefully we could do that for the rest of our lives, yeah. you know? And then you're kind of hit with some reality, obviously later age, height, <laughs> <laughs> genetics, God forbid. Mm. Uh, no, man, it was great. Such a big part. I think I credit to my parents, uh, I'm born first generation here. So that's a whole different journey that I start to reflect on as I get older and appreciate being first generation. So I take a step back and 
start to reflect on my folks and their journey to come to the country and just make a living and survive. And that I think the last four or five years has given me a lot of appreciation for Jesus having the ability to just to do what I've been able to do. And sports was the first thing of kind of getting introduced to it and playing baseball. I played baseball since a young kid did really well. It was great for my confidence, my self-esteem, you know, it checked off a lot of boxes. It was really interesting. And I see the value obviously why we have kids play sports, but just friends and socially and teamwork and all that stuff that, that uh, kind of take for granted. But for me, man, I played for a long time. And again, it, it just kind of propelled. I played in high school. I got a scholarship to go play at Davis. Mm. I played there for four years and then I was drafted as well. Oh, I, I didn't was know drafted. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drafted. Our team was great. Our senior year. So I was drafted by the Expos out of Montreal, if you guys remember that. Yeah, the Nationals team, now, now. The Nationals. My team. Which, <laughs> which is now the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's like, it was a big chapter. And then, you know, it's funny. College is fun. College is great. And, you know, this college sports is a whole other topic and podcast of the pros and cons of that. Because again, it's very addicting, intoxicating, entanglement, academic, so I'll take a back seat. In reality, I'm taking classes that have to like work around my schedule. Mm. You know, like in reality, it's not true that it's not as if like you get help, you know, right. if you're practicing 12 to six, you're supposed to take classes in the morning, which you don't because you're tired. That's right. <laughs> So you take classes in the evening and that ends up being like drama or sociology, you know? Mm. <laughs> so it's really interesting. And, um, but yeah, no, my sports for me was, was huge. And then also a big reality. Then when that ended, so I, 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 I signed with the Expos. I played, um, I played in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I played in their, um, in their single a league for about a year. And I think I was just hit with reality. You know, again, college was fun. Now it was a livelihood. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm 5'10", 23, my arm hurts, you know? <laughs> and I would see, yeah, I'd see a young kid, 18 years old, 16, you know, yeah, yeah, 16 years old, 6'4", could run like the wind. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I think I'm done, you know? Like, which I'm really glad, honestly. I think that was a part of the, just the reality of like, this is great, I, 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 this is on my path, or I, I mean, I, I didn't really know what my path was, but I'm really glad I saw that that I wouldn't be still probably in that system toiling around like in the minor leagues, which a lot of guys do, you know, and kind of, and our team, a lot of our guys were drafted. So, and they all went and played. So I saw that. So in hindsight, I'm so glad that I didn't kind of, and I always hear about, Oh, well you could have done this and said, no, man, I, I, I'm really glad that I kind of really saw that path of like, plus it wasn't, it changed the whole idea of what it was for me from college, which was great and fun and checked off. Now it's like, this is how I make a living mm-hmm. and what impact am I having? And kind of, where is this going to go? And, um, and I didn't see that path. Um, and honestly came back home, super depressed. Mm-hmm. Like really, it's really hard when that stops, I think for a lot of guys. And I, you know, you think you could transition back, but you never really focused on anything else. You can be a coach. You could do this. You know, there's only like, a few other things you can do. And that's where a lot of guys and friends end up doing that. And it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, really to come back and say, Hey, what sports I started to see it in a much larger way of just, um, not, not, not entertainment, but, um, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe it's entertainment escapism, 
something there that brought people a lot of joy as well. You know, people watching and traveling and it's just not just what we did, but how we all view sports now. Mm. And it's fun to watch. And there's, there is an excitement about that. And I, so, and so it took me a while to figure out what part of it that I was missing. Mm. And, and, um, and also struggling with honestly growing up first generation and all the shoulds, you know, like what should you do? Like, what are you supposed to do? And I should be in Silicon Valley, honestly, you know, or I should be a doctor. I should, there are those, those paths that all my friends as Indians are doing really well. And so that I struggled with a lot of just kind of, it's really interesting. And I'm so glad that my folks who were great to adapt and that's a whole other thing of really, man, how do you move here from a different country and you're raising kids and it's, it's, it's apples and oranges and there's so many different opportunities here and you can make a living by doing so many different things. It's not just one. Um, but yeah, no, I was spoiled and like, Hey, I got to play baseball. That was, uh, it was a choice. It was free will. It was, it was amazing and successful. And I said, that's what I want to do. I want to find something like that as well. And it took me a while to figure it out. I, um, and I think that's what brought me to LA. I started to put sports actually under a broader, um, like entertainment, you know, on like umbrella, which mm-hmm. is music and film and TV and sports and everything. And said, okay, I'll go towards that industry because that I'm assuming that will kind of help check off some boxes. So yeah, I did a little bit in the Bay area, realized LA was where all the work and the hub of all this stuff is and moved down here 25 years ago. I drove down, my little shitty car. Um, and I lived in Koreatown, which wasn't um, as nice as it is now. And uh, yeah, I, and I got another car stolen in six months. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, maybe, I'm not sure if I made the right move. But I just read a bunch of books too, man. I just kind of was, I was able to think very clearly with support about, hey, what is a path to get to to be in this world a little bit and do maybe what I want to do, but just, which I didn't really know exactly what that was, to be honest with you. I just knew there's the industry. I wasn't an actor myself. I didn't really, uh, you know, it was more like, so I read all these books about the big executives and agents and all these, all these people that really interesting. I said, Oh, that's great. And a lot, we're working with athletes. So it's like, okay, I think I'm, I might. And that's how I ended up working at agencies. And it was just, I think a lot of the part, again, just to go back to the sports side of it, I just wanted that same, I wanted to find something. And I'm not sure if I did, honestly, still, you know, because it's such a unique thing of having that experience. We try to create it with our teams and friends and, and kind of like in our corporate environments, you know, we try to do that. Hey, we'll we'll do teamwork. We'll do like this team building stuff. Um, But uh, yeah, so it's always been kind of being able to strive for that. And Honestly, it served me really well to, to be a team player, extremely loyal to a fault. I think mm-hmm. as, and I've been at one company for 22 years. Yeah. I mean, as a Brill team for that reason, almost like I had kind of just, I'm such a good soldier. And I always just viewed it as like, I like having a coach. Honestly, yeah. I'm always used to it and I love it. I have coaches now or therapists or trainer. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> like I know what I don't know. So mm-hmm. I want that in me a little bit. And so that's I'm really not sure if that answers your question, but that's oh, sports is always, yeah, kind of, it's been hardwired and it's, and it's, and I'm starting to go back and grab and kind of appreciate a lot of it, which I kind of just put aside and I became kind of this suit and now been able to just, just shed a little bit of it. But I was in a funk because it's like, 
you don't really know. That's a whole different thing. You don't really know what to do. And I don't know if you guys have had experience, but college sports, man, it's such a, it's a, it's a trap almost, but it's a fun trap and you're in. And then you're just seeing this and we all live amongst it. Like, Oh, what a, like what a great way. And then it just, boom, it's over. It's done. And you're, you're just resetting. You're like, Oh, I didn't take any of the classes that would have helped me for this moment, right. you know, or, or I didn't get a chance to explore anything else that I would have liked. So there was a little urgency on my part. I was feeling like I was getting a little bit older too. It's like, Oh man. So that's why I kind of jumped all in and I just, I, I, yeah, I joined the business and yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you know. that we led with this question because I know Tobias yeah. himself, you know, I'm sure you want to talk about your sports uh, or at least the, 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 yeah. the parallel path, but um, you know, the, yeah. Uh, what I, what I, what we often talk about is, you know, you hit on it from a different perspective, but most of these athletes, you know, the, the, the shocking majority, or at least a lot of these athletes who have made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, we were just talking earlier this morning about, you know, you can make a hundred million dollars and then go broke, you know, or get fat afterwards. Totally. And, totally. and you, and yep. you wonder how is that possible when these athletes make more money than most people ever make in generations. But it's a lot of yeah. times it, is because they think it's their purpose in life. They think baseball, football, basketball, whatever it is, that's their purpose. That's their meaning by definition yeah. is the reason for which yeah. they are created. But in reality, what we teach is that it's actually just the passion. It's an intense desire to do something. And the key to what we teach mm-hmm. and what we talk about is the key to life is to align your passions with your purpose. And we believe your purpose is to do good for yourself yeah. and others daily. So those athletes like LeBron James, you can see they, they treat it as a passion. And they align it with their purpose. Right. In other words, basketball is good for him, and he serves it for others. He gives back. So when LeBron retires, there's yep. a greater yep. chance he's probably not going to go fat and broke. Where others who thought it was their purpose yeah. um, and not a passion, that's where they get disjointed. And then sometimes when you were talking, I started realizing okay. what you were able to do. You, know, you got caught up in that moment. Like, this is, my, this is what I am. This is, this is what I'm experiencing. But at, at, yeah. at least you had the, yeah. whether it's your upbringing with your parents to say, okay, hold on a second. This is not my purpose in life. This is a passion that I really, really like. I need to try to figure out how yeah, do I correct. how do I emulate and transfer those skills and those exper- that high into something that can serve me and others. And I think that's such a point. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's not about necessarily um, being able to de- recreate the exact thing that you can't do. That's why you said to your, at your age, you you know, I don't know if I, you you may never be able to replicate those college years, but at least you were able to, at such a young age say, okay, I get it. The broad entertainment. Okay. That means I must be uh, like this. And I find that that's a, you know, and then you, you read it. So I think that's, it's interesting. Well, I think you're right though. When you say the, and again, you, again, you're hundred percent right. It's the passion part. It just took me time to figure out what was it that I was exactly. exactly like it. Plus also knowing, even if it felt like a purpose then sports in general, and you guys can speak to this, it still ends at a very early age for a lot of people too. That's right. So you still have a whole life here. It's still to find and, and to keep exercising your passion. So it needs to get in. Yeah. And where does it translate into? So it's interesting, even like pro guys and you're right. I see this. And you're like, oh, how did that happen? And then there's some who really successfully transition into other businesses or venture or kind of, or just into broadcasting or coaching and, and they're being very successful at it. So I feel like you're right. It didn't matter really what, but it was something that they fell into 
I think it's the ones who don't maybe have that or haven't explored it yet that where, okay, yeah, it's just, you know, whatever they've earned is just going out the door, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that's, what's taken a while to figure out and, and, and to, and to not lose sight of it when you're a part of now something much bigger and working and other people's agendas are at play, you Mm -hmm. know, that's been, that's, I would say that that's an ongoing challenge. Yeah. probably for a lot of just, Hey, keeping true to yourself, but there's a job to do, but is a job in line with why I came down here in the first place. That's right. You know, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's you a, know? Uh, a very, I guess I would say sad reality, especially when you're looking at professional basketball and football, which for now yeah. the majority are, you know, African American males, that not that they maybe believe themselves that this was their purpose, but maybe their coach or their teacher or their mother or grandmother sure. uh, instilled yep. in them your way out of uh, right. our conditions. And normally these are yep. very uh, ugly, uh, hurtful conditions is yep. basketball, yep. football, or rapping or the military, most likely if you're in certain states like in South Carolina with a military is real big. So now you go through school and the priority is not class. It right, is right, becoming right. Uh, to be a part of that elite. Look at the small amount of people who actually become the uh, pro football player or pro basketball player. So, I, don't, I don't think people realize that. You're oh, actually right. Goodness. They don't realize there's a whole like, you know, thousand you know, like hard knocks, for example, like which I love watching hard knocks right. on HBO. It's just it's mm-hmm. like all training camp. I didn't realize, and you guys, and you may know this, or mm-hmm. but like, there's like a practice squad that you never hear about That's right, of yes. the guys who actually don't make the team who are yes. still there, yes. make you know playing, and there's like yes. other there's yes. like yes. periphery players or USFL or different things, and you're like, yeah, and but you're right, just they got to stay in it in some way because it's it's right, right, which is a whole different thing. Which you introduce is like just from you're carrying a lot on your shoulders of your family, and this is you're like you know. It's like hoop dreams, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then, and then you look at it going yeah. through your uh, your college and your professional years. The priority yeah. then is not financial literacy, emotional literacy. Uh, uh, yeah. What am I going to yeah. do when this is over? So now you're taking a, a man with a extraordinary physical physique and speed and skills and athletics, but probably didn't grow emotionally. He didn't grow spiritually. Uh, you know, the traumas no, and pains of his, of course not. So it's very easy to see why he blew yeah, through a yeah. hundred million dollars because maybe, you know, the entertainment or, or whatever he found that was success, whatever the case might be, uh, you know, failed him. And so when I hear people these things, told him is success, I think you're right too. Exactly. It's also the people around, you yes, know, the yeah. agents and the reps and lawyers and people yes, like that, yes. where this isn't, this is, it's, it's very exploitive. I mean, it's a product that you're selling up to a certain point where they're not concerned about what's going on at home or what's, what's happening in his mind or issues and things like that. And that's the part that, that I don't think has changed. Unfortunately, that it's, it's a very exploitive part to take. I would, it's a, it's really interesting too. And you're right. Certain successful athletes who have people around them who've done really well by them, you know, whether they're friends, it doesn't have to be done in the old, traditional way which i really like it doesn't have to be our system yes your friends it could be someone from home but you have people in your life that help you to kind of keep in perspective keep you grounded you know um help protect you 
Yeah, because that, it's all very much, everyone's just grabbing. So. You're just, yeah. And you hear this now, you hear this a lot. Like you're, and the athletes, which I, I love now have a voice of just, you're just an athlete. I'm like, no, you know, I'm right. like, I'm a person. Come on, you come know, on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up and dribble, right? <laughs> shut up and dribble. Yeah, totally. It's, it's I'm like, that's my job. But yeah. that's, but you don't, you don't have a right to put me in that box if this is in that, you know, me or it's really, it's, it's, it's really eye opening. I think it's great. Yeah. I always uh, appreciate uh, Tony when he uses LeBron and I was able inside of my years, it was two stories that they showed us when we was in Calipatra state prison. Uh, it wasn't a local station cause it's close to, uh, it's close to Mexico. So it wasn't mm. too much television, English television. So as a complaint, we complained and they showed us Michael Jackson's last uh, movie. This was like 15 years ago, maybe 20. Mm. And then they showed us LeBron's story when he was just going into uh, the NBA. And uh, oh, wow. so, yeah, so. Out of high school. Oh, uh, yeah, out of high school. So now if you look at this, I guess it was Forbes, whatever case might be. So he is the first yeah. active billionaire basketball Going player. Out. But that's intentional because yeah. when he left his yeah, friends, yeah, totally. and, we, and we know his story, and he had a rough story, came from a rough beginning. Uh, people invested in him. He told his friends, according to my understanding, look, man, I'm going to make it. You know, most likely due to size, timing, whatever case may y'all want. But you're going to make it more so because this is only a means to an end. And we're going to prepare ourselves to make these moves. So when we're 40, 50, 60 years old, that we can uh, live out a greater purpose. And so uh, I think this is what uh, is so promising about this conversation, how we can leverage uh, Mm -hmm. sports and entertainment in these moments in our lives to do something uh, greater uh, than anyone else might have placed upon us. He's a great example. No, you're absolutely right. Like it moves. It's interesting to, but also like, yeah, you can't, it, it's a really fascinating study and people will look back because it's, it's a beast of a process, but very disciplined and, mm. you know, very sound roots of, you know, a lot of people say it, but they don't do it, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, he's a, he's a really interesting that right study there. on, mm. right? Uh, uh, Tony says something. He was like obstacles. What obstacles do you think that Jay has faced that uh, challenged his moral compass? And I said, oh, bro, it's definitely the obstacles that challenge us. So when you redefined yourself and you had to get Mm -hmm. inside of those spaces, what were some of the obstacles that you faced that uh, challenged your moral compass as becoming the person you have become in this industry? I would say it's, it's what I've struggled. What I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. That I would say it's, um, you know, it's the people that you surround yourself with in my case in point was being at a company that I was at for so long and, and you're, you know, you're whatever, you're an employee, but you're a soldier and, and, and there's a purpose for the company, mm. it's not my company. I didn't create the purpose, you know, that's, that's what's different, yeah, but yeah. yet, and maybe we're all in this people have jobs that they don't, it's just, you know, how do you view that? And you're always pushing back a little bit on, and I think that's what where I'm at now. And we'll jump to that later, but like, it's just, you're almost getting rid of everybody else's mm. obstacles, which they put on you of just, Hey, you need to do this. You got to hit these numbers. You got to do this. Um, it's, it's in a weird way. Everything is very quantified you know, and I think it is now probably in our world too. And kind of people are quantified now just by followers. When you work for a company mm. you quantify how much money you're bringing in. Yeah. And so I was never wired like that. So that's always been a challenge. It's always been, 
it's always been, it's been ingrained in me. And when you work for a company, yeah, this isn't fun. It's not a charity. You need to hit X numbers and, and, and then we'll, we'll renegotiate your deal. And all the while you're seeing around you mm. of what's going on with your peers and colleagues and someone not working as hard as you. And wait, how did that happen? Such a, it's very, it's very weird. And yet you have to turn it off because it doesn't, it doesn't, again, everyone's very different, but it takes you a while to figure that out. But that obstacle internally of just, and I, I just mentioned it briefly was just, Hey, what, what bring, what brought me here? But this, our industry is optional. It's not a place, you know what I mean? Like you don't, people, you know, it's not, um, you have to come into it. It's mm -hmm. not as if you're invited into it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, that's what's, it's very different about our, so like, it's not as if someone says, Oh, well you have to go do this. Oh, you have to go make movies. Like it's not as if you'll ever hear that, you know? <laughs> so there's a part that that gets flipped and that's the unfortunate part that I, I would say, and I just speak for myself, but everyone comes here wanting to do great stuff for work with certain people, or you had an idea or you watched something and were inspired, but now you're in the system. And now it's, I think the obstacle is, it's just an internal obstacle. It's, it's a, it's one internal to you're keeping it down. You start to push down what you, what you want to do and, 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 and kind of what inspires you and not realizing how important that is because now it's all, it's all up here, you know, like it's not here anymore. It's all up here in terms of, Oh, I need to X, 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 Y, Z. Boom. Okay. Well that helps pay my bills if I was to earn money, I would have joined like another business or I would have, mm. you know what I mean? So it's weird how it all shifted. And I just was never wired like that. But I think it's always, I think the obstacle is always, it's always imposed on you. And it's it, whether you allow it in or not of like just making money, just making money. And, and, and our business is working with talent and again, exploiting talent because they equal X amount of money. Yeah. So if they get a job, they get X amount, X, and that's just, it's got very transactional. And so that for me, it became, I struggled with that and I just turned it off. And then it just, you, at some point having the confidence or almost just getting yeah exhausted to where you're like, you know, uh, well, we'll just jump into where, but I mean, it took me about 22 years <laughs> to mm. figure out, you know, when you leave a company, which again, a lot of people are, are in big corporate environments. And again, that becomes a little bit of, a little bit of uh, like entanglement, intoxication. Your 401k is there. Your expenses are yes, covered. Yes. You know what I mean? And then all the while, and it's like, oh, this is it's it didn't God like it it was all the everything I read and what I wanted to do I haven't done yet. Mm. Or or I'm in my mind, I'm pretending as if I'm doing right. it. You That's know, right. it's you enough that I'm just saying, hey, I'm just in entertainment, but I'm not really. I'm not in the trenches of it. I'm not. It's not, you know. And for most yeah, of us, Jay, like for myself, but for most of us, in order to have that moment where you have the ability to even realize that your passion, the, the passion from the heart that's aligned with your purpose is starting to drift away, right? Like you're starting to see yeah. and it's in it into your up here. And then you try to externalize why you're doing what you're doing, right? You, you, you try yeah. to make excuses. Sometimes it takes, sadly, like with me, I had to get really sick. Others, they go through an event right. where they realize it. And, right. and, and, and you could read books and, and watch movies and television to know that that's, it's so important to take the time to meditate and to reflect and to realize. Um, and not to necessarily, um, you know, I mean, there's this huge, I mean, 
COVID created this whole, they call it, you know, this great resignation, this whole thing. And there are a lot of positive pandemic things that came out of the Mm. pandemic, a lot of positive ways of thinking. Huge for me, by the way. Yes, of course. And a lot of people for us too, as well. And yeah, but, but a lot of times it takes an event. So for some of us, it's, it's internal. Sometimes it's something like, you know, COVID um, that creates these environments where you can step, step back and realize because even if you're the janitor, even if you're the, the, the lowest on the totem pole in regards to the business model, if you can realize of, of, and how to balance the time of doing good for yourself and others, and it allows you to figure out how do I, how do I grow within this, the, the circumstances I'm in now? And, yeah, and, yeah, and sometimes yeah. staying at t- for 22 years is, is, is a comfort zone. Sometimes it's exactly what you need to do until, until you don't. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. the, Interesting enough about you is that um, whether they you stayed too long or or not, it seems clear to me that it was always on your mind. Like there's always something that was pulling at you. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think it was you being on the on the um the, being the star, being the athlete, and then transferring into representing stars? A, how did you how did that feel yeah. to you? Like where you're not the one. You, you know, you should be the one having the agent and manager versus now you're the, did yeah, that I ever? No, I appreciate that. Yeah. I didn't really think about that way, but it's funny. And I think I, I look back and now, and even our relationship, obviously, you know, just it's, it's, it, I think what kept me there and the, the moments of inspiration and kind of enjoyment really came from, um, from just individuals, you know, it, 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 it was about the people, like there was not just there, but the people I interacted with, how I met you, honestly, and Adam and others around. And that's the part I would crave and kind of embrace the ability and the opportunity to meet. And also, I guess, in representation, I was really good at it from the sense that I cared, That's right. you know, that I wasn't like a traditional sales guy that I'm not, I can't lie to you. I'm not going to bullshit you, (laughs) but I genuinely cared about people. So like, there was a part like, we're just intertwined now. So now it's not that relationship. And I think it was embracing that, which I have now. It took me a while to figure out, okay, what, even what are your strengths? You know, what are my strengths and what's my weaknesses? What am I bringing either from baseball, which I hadn't thought about, which I appreciate bringing up. I think it was, yeah, it was my friends, my colleagues, all my teammates here. It's like, it's the people and, 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 and just the people I like and I can be myself and, Mm we're all doing good work and, and I'm here to protect some of them as their representative, which, um, which I do to a fault. And I think that part of it would always be, you know, I'm like energizing. I think that would be a lot of it. And, and, and to reconnect with people that I've met, Mm -hmm. you know, so that was a part to reset how that translates into a business, the whole other thing, but you know, at the core of it, just to answer your question, I think that's what, that's what kept me there. And I still, it's funny. We all say, and a handful of us had left over the years and it's like, you don't miss the office. You don't miss the gig. All you miss are the people, you know, which is really interesting that just the laughter and the personalities and having lunch with somebody, it wasn't about the staff meetings. I don't think anyone will ever miss any staff meeting, (laughs) you know, I'm like anywhere, (laughs) but it's the people and you're actually, yeah. And you, and you're all doing something. You're all collectively in the same business and we all have the same, things, but I, I, I love that. And I, and I, I've surrounded myself with a lot of people who make me laugh and, and, and it just, yeah, it's, that's always been, uh, I think 
Uh, Jay, 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 that's very powerful yeah. because, uh, you know, we're yeah. here to experience our humanity. And if we're in yeah. any kind of situation that you're losing the reason why we're here, uh, you yep. gave us the answer. So if you are incarcerated or you're in prison in an occupation that doesn't tend to care about the humanity of people because we need results, we yeah. can personally, you know, because our model is spiritual, personal, and professional, we can personally affect other people's lives simply by caring. So if we are mm-hmm. in an environment that shows that, man, they really don't care about the people we're selling yeah. our product to or whatever yeah. we're seeking to do, that we can care and we can enter these spaces. So, yeah, I've met so many people. And you know, Tony normally says, I say, I've met more people who have been in prison than I met yeah. while I was incarcerated because they have lost their soul, they lost their spirit, they lost their heart. They feel so depleted. However, mm-hmm. you know, I live in Beverly Hills, Palace Verde, Pacific Palace Hills, whatever the case might be, but I gave my soul in the process. So to be able Correct. to speak to this uh, right now, yeah. that we can be in places where we feel mm-hmm. that we're not being spiritually fed or soulfully uh, connected, that we must become that connection yeah. for people simply by caring, and I believe caring right now means so much uh, in today's day. It's, I mean, it's, 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 no, it's a, it, and it's a sad, I think it's just, it's, we, either we turn it off or you push it aside as if it's not of value or of importance. Mm. And, and genuinely, you're right. And it comes across though. I don't yes. think that's the other part of it too. It comes across to other people, it comes across what's been great, by the way, during this whole time, what's working from home and phone calls and things like that that we all do with people and some that you don't meet, but you can, you, you know, who's real or who's not. You yes. can tell, you know, it's yes. really interesting. Like you don't have meetings anymore. You don't see people and I don't do zooms if I can avoid it, mm. but like, but the phone conversation, there's a way someone, you know, the Energetic. way people are and you can feel a connection or not, or you can feel if someone's genuine or not. I, I think, I don't, I think it's really interesting that, that, that it's, if you really, at the core of it, just listen and trust. Okay, these are the, these are the people that I want in my life, or that person. Something just doesn't. Okay, this is not going to work for me. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at um, before we go into what you're doing at Oakhurst and and how that yeah. transition happened out of, during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, thing about Tobias that that was so excited, exciting to me when we finally decided to do this podcast was that we realized that there is. It was just enough. It was like, I don't know, a couple of years of conversations with people that led to, okay, you guys got to sit down and just do this and have conversations with people. Because one of the things that, that he brings to me constantly is reminding, like when they put him in prison and give him two life sentences for something he'd do, he had that mindset that, okay, they took my body, but they can't take what's in my mind and heart and yeah. to flip an entire system on its head mm-hmm. makes you, whoever's listening they're at, And he was 20. So whoever's listening is like, how do you cultivate those, those skills to be able to realize whatever, you know, situation you're in specifically could be a job and it may not be the right environment, but how can you um, empower yourself with the right tools to have an impact on yourself and others? And I feel like, you know, it may not be something you articulate, but you can do it now. But when you look back at your 22 career, 22 years at, at, at Brillstein, yeah, Clearly, consciously and subconsciously, you were taking those skills in the desire of being a talent, being a baseball, being with team, 
and applying yep. that through those years. I mean, you, it just it's it's obvious that you had that um, that care, and you knew what it felt like to be on the other side. You knew what it felt like to be talent, yeah. um, and where you were. So that you know, that's what I think. You know, you and I have had several conversations, several obviously you know meetings and different things that we were always trying to do. But the thing that resonated me the most is just we connected energetically. There was, there was a, always a, there's a, there was no doubt in my mind that we would find something or, or continue just to, just to support each other and promote it, you know, mm -hmm. because yeah. you were someone who was such a breath of fresh air in an environment that you're, mm -hmm. I'm not used to. And I could yeah, tell, yeah. Yeah. There, I could tell at some point you were getting, I don't want to say cynical, but like, you can see like, Hey, you know what? I don't want to waste your time. Like mm. this is just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, and, and the emails I, get shorter. Yeah. The emails get shorter. <laughs> you're like, Oh man, this guy, this guy's either being brutally honest or no, he's no, not I, happy. You. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. tell us about how, how, how were, how, what happened? What's the transition to go from putting together money for other producers um, and being yep. part of a bigger yep. ecosystem to to starting Oakhurst sure. and why you well, started. I'll tell you, and I appreciate what you just said there, but to take a step back and to give context of the company as well, and it wasn't 22 years, I mean, again, it was for a reason. Yes. And I think it was the, it, and this is what kind of has led into, but a very entrepreneurial environment yes. and a very kind of old school one, which I think I really um, that I resonated with and it felt very protective. It wasn't a slick, I think all the Hollywood stuff that people, and that's, that's, it gave It's funny because it gave me the opportunity to have conversations with you and others. That's right. That I probably wouldn't have had if I was at a different firm, you're in a lane, you only do this. That's true. So I think that was always exciting was like, it was this, so that's the part I think to the credit of, of the folks there and, and having a platform and a place that, there was a lot of trust, which was great. It was just like, we want good people. Awesome. I mean, at the core of it, that was really important. Like we don't, we don't need a headache. We don't need drama. We want really good people that we like and trust and just work hard. And, um, so that, at that, that has always resonated with me. And I've, and I've always credited them for that. What, what I think I came to a point to be honest with you, as I saw, the company growing as well. And I was representing, so I've shifted from all different types of talent I've represented because I wasn't always, it wasn't one thing. I loved the process. So it was actors at one point, writers, then producers I was representing and then um, um, investors. So at the firm, we actually had investors on our roster. It was becoming very interesting, just our industry in general. Like it's not, it's not just those traditional, mm. a lot of things are talent now, like an author's talent, a chef is talent, an influencer's talent. So the whole thing has kind of become very broad. And I took a lane that I actually had some friends outside of the business that were looking to invest. I said, Hey, hold the beat. I'll look all source opportunities for you. And I think that started to introduce me to, uh, this creative side of it that I had turned off, mm. honestly, where it was now it was putting something together. I mm. think I couldn't see a roadmap when I represented someone in our mind. We're like, yeah, there's a career that you're building for somebody else. I don't know. It, it, it didn't really feel, you know, it's great for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't do much for me. I mean, right. yeah. Like you're supposed to, that's which again, there's great agents and people out there, but like that never really kind of was like, Oh, you're going to build a career. I don't know. I think I, I needed something tangible. Yeah. And so that's what started to turn me on into, there was an opportunity. Um, and I did a lot of self, work and care, honestly, to get, to turn off the voices within the company mm. 
and work with some folks outside. So I would work with a coach and a couple other people and say, here's what I'm thinking. Wow. Come up with a plan, you know, just to write these things down that right. if you do it on your own or if you do it, or if you're asking for help from a, someone on the inside, their perspective is too biased. Mm. Here it was just purely, okay, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your resources? Wow. And it was great. I remember I came up with a deck and all these, I've never worked on all these decks as much as I have in the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's hey. a pitch deck. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so, I'm so over PowerPoint. Yeah. But, um, it was, uh, but no, that, that gave me a lot of clarity and it was real. and I'm glad I did. And I guess it goes back to what got me to go even go source a coach. And I think this whole time when, when the world was quieting down and this craziness was happening and we all just got away, it was some, some time to think and some clarity and, and just a lot of gratitude. You know, like I go through waves of that where I'll, I'll, I'm just, and again, I reflect on my parents and their journey. And I think at, at this age now too, and you looking back and just the experiences I've had, which have been amazing and the people I've met are amazing and all these things. And yet, you know, I'm working on my folks who are, you know, like who are slowing down and, to reflect on their journey. And you're like, man, they just came here and it wasn't about what they wanted to do or how it made them feel. You know, it was just to make a living and support. It's amazing. And like, here we are like, well, you know, I'm like, what do I want to do? You know, like mm. having options. It's amazing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just amazing perspective and I'm really glad. And it's, and it's true. So there was just a whole point of like, Hey, I'm going to uh, just, there was an opportunity to take my investors, put them under, a, you know, just under another company and another, you know, on like umbrella and say, Hey, I'm going to keep doing what I was doing sourcing, but let me do it quiet all the noise. And, and, and it was just the timing of it was organic and I had the confidence to do it. And I went to the company and I said, Hey, here's what I want to do is very respectful. And it could be a win-win because I wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't confrontational. I'm not stealing clients. I'm not doing anything. And, um, it was just, Hey, this is another chapter, but organic with what I'm doing. So I'm not, it's not completely. And, and during this time, the last couple of years of just being able to think clearly and, and to reconnect with people in a way that, you know, that I think there's a big fear. Obviously, if you go off and start your own thing, you might be isolated, all this other stuff. But there was a lot of trust I needed to have in myself, which, you know, it comes and goes always that we have, you know, some self doubt of just, okay, I've got the relationships. I've got the people, the instincts are good. You know, those are things that you kind of start to question a little bit when you have way too much time on your hands. Um, and so that's what transitioned and said, okay, if I'm going to do this from what lens am I going to see certain projects? Yes. And also from, we were also like raising money. And I would just hear myself talking and it was just organic too. And I would hear, and this is my whole thing with investors and we've had the ability to raise money and some that we won't take because I say too, that it's the quality of the people and the quality of the capital, mm. you know, that it's, it's, I don't, there's a lot, there's a lot of capital out there. And I think if, uh, that's what I've learned, which is pretty obnoxious, but there's a lot out there. Um, and, but do I want those people and what right. comes with that in my life right now? That's right. And that's, and that's, what's been, um, 
that's kind of where it's been honing in on that vision of it. And then when you meet people of like mind and we have investors who are great like that, that's what they want to do. Focus on con. And yet what my job is to incorporate that in some broader sense and entertainment is still broad, but to, to have a lane and own it and ask, ask the questions of, Hey, if I'm going to do something, what, what's it saying? What's it trying to say? Um, you know, where is it going? And, um, and I think now there's a lot of evidence too, and there's just a lot of validation that there's an audience That's right. for a lot of different content. I love the streaming stuff, the podcast, everything's opened up, even though yes, there's a lot to consume, but there's choices and you just, so you can go, if you're like, oh, I'm not sure I could go look and I'll find an audience for impact content. You know, it's not hard to find. Like as long as I know that that exists and that's there and what I'm doing, I think earlier days without technology, it would have been much different that yeah. you're actually, you're seeing. So that's, that's where we got all in and it's always been trying to in the, in the, you know, in the meantime is to shape it. And what is it again, when we say impact, what does it mean? That's you right. know, but that's the other mm. part of it too. It's a buzzword. It's all these things. What does it mean? Hollywood has its own preconceived ideas of it's not always truthful. And so great. It's just a hip word Hollywood would use. So it's been now doing that extra work of, okay, how do you, what is the impact? How do you measure it is the other part now, which is really interesting, which is a really smart question, which investors ask, which is really great. So like I've learned a lot too, is not just saying it, but okay, how do you, what is the next step? And like, so all that's the homework that we're always still doing. Um, and there's resources out there. It's just crazy. You just, if you don't look, you know, if, <laughs> if you, you know, I mean, if you look for it, it's actually there. We're, we're not, we're, we're just harnessing it under one umbrella here. And, and, and there's room for it there. We're not, you know, we don't have to be the only ones. We're not the only ones. And that's the other part of it too, of just kind of to stay in a lane and saying, Hey, we're not, it's just influential to do content. It's great. It works. It changes things and moves the needle. You know, what, what is that content, which will do that in a small way, in a big way years later. That's right. You know, uh, you know, you know, that's what I love about what you're doing now. You're in this, you know, a lot of us that come into this Hollywood or the dream or whatever, you know, if, if the vast majority of, quote unquote, successful celebrities, uh, actors, directors, writers. If you looked at their lives and they, and they just seem so happy and put together and, and incredible families and love and, and, and trust, then you'd be like, man, that is the answer. Like get the fame, get yeah. the money, get the stardom and get the power because man, look at all the happiness that it brings. But you could just look down the line, go on any <laughs> gossip oh. channel and you can see that clearly the fame, the power, all yeah. these things don't equal happiness. Um, and yeah. so it, it, you know, yeah. it's almost like you said, be careful what you ask for, it, you know, really understand your why, why you're doing what you're doing. And that's what yeah. I love about what you're doing at Oakhurst. I love the fact that it's not just a buzzword of impact, but you're taking all the things that you saw worked and didn't work within the 22, you know, your experience in Hollywood and, and where your yeah. passions are, mm-hmm. the type of people you want to work with, the type of um, I mean, what's great about being in the financing producing side is that you could, 
you know, within obviously uh, measure, try to pick and choose, obviously the projects you want to work on, the, the people, the crew, the things that you kind of want to assemble, the investors, because it's all energy. That's why we call our company good currency, not just meaning the currency, but the energy of the currency, mm. the flow, um, because it yeah. all adds up. It all adds up. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and, and it is, you know, what you, you know, this thing that we often talk about is 50% what you put in your mind and 50% what you put in your mouth. And so a lot of yeah. us now are more conscious about what we're eating and things, but we, we neglect mm, the totally. things that we put in our mind. And yeah. so the fact that you're part of this consciousness of, you know, within a degree, you know, Hey, you know, like I'm going to put this piece of content out there with the hope of it being good business, obviously for myself and my yeah. investors, but also good for people consuming it and, and, and being impacted a la yeah. the, just the themes yeah. that we discussed in your bio that you're working on. And so that's what I think I'm excited. And no, you- no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think for me and I hear myself, and I think again, when you can reset a little bit, you start to hear yourself because you're, I, there's no script I have to follow now. Now when yeah. I'm presenting, it's a, it's about personally the vision and to reflect afterwards. And I can hear myself how I talk about someone that I actually like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it didn't matter before. Like we didn't have to like, you don't have to like you. It's just if they work and they work and they make money. So like, it's not about that. So like here it's funny. And that's a little bit of like, I don't overthink too much of the content where you gather really good people and that that's what will come from it. You know? So like, so I'm more of an architect, which again, I know what I don't know. We're great to put it, it together and the resources and then also knowing, and I've learned like, Hey, the, we, this is a journey we all take when we produce things or even what you guys are doing and having a partnership, it's a long-term thing. So who do I want around? Who do I want to talk to? And who do I, who do I like? And it's, we all jokingly will, you know, when we had our phones and offices and assistant and someone says, Hey, so-and-so's on the call or, or on the line and your eyes are all, you know, like all those are days. Yeah. You're like, Oh God, call back. <laughs> But those are things that you can kind of reset now a little bit and say, Hey, no, this is, Hey, I'd love to talk to this person or, Hey, he's good people, man. And like, and he supports us and trusts us. And, and, and that's been really, it's good to hang on. Uh, Yeah. That's been uh, what I, that's my process these days is to hear that voice a little bit and not ignore that. Um, it keeps you going. It keeps you going with the energy of like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go, but working with the people that I like who are, who are smart. It, I mean, uh, just respectfully, there's a lot of smart people and everyone's not, you know, poor or whatever. Everyone's doing it in their own way or, and are successful and having that energy in your life a little bit, like, and so kind of being able to trust that. But these last couple of years, I would say just outside of hardships for a lot of people, but it was, it was huge. It was, I think for our business too, like it just reset everything it's not optics. It's not, it's not your address. It's not where the office, you know, like it's not the office zip code. Um, it's not having to sit in four walls like, like, and yet it's been very productive. So it's like, you know, you can meet someone wherever and you're not being judged because everything has been reset a little bit. We're going through that now. I mean, think about, you know, we're out here trying to, um, put our package together, read the mic, right investors turn down different investors because we need to align with them but we're at a time where they're talking about you know there's massive you know there's still the the pandemic still here i mean there's still the disease there's there's wars there's recession talk there's stocks plunge all these things that you know yet to us we got we said listen this is the time where heroes step up Mm. this is the time where when when the fear is at its highest where we need a this is where the true alignment of the right people 
um, each bringing their own superpower, uh, will come together yeah. and do the things that need to get done. And so, um, you know, we, yeah. we, we always talk about the fact that we're doing this now and this, yes, there's a lot of cash out there, but we had, uh, talked to a, a multi-billionaire recently who with, you know, all the cash they have in complete fear mode, you know, given what's going on and mm. you're going, wow, like, yeah, you know, yeah, you almost, yeah. feel, you feel bad. You know, we, 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 we prayed yeah. for him. We said, you know, wow. Like, you know, it's it, to have that much and yet to be this fearful, um, versus just focusing on your superpower and how you can help others. The more you give, the more yep. you get. It's, 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 a, it's, 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 it's such a true statement. It's just a matter of, you yeah. got to have that faith to do it. So, I mean, Jay, it's on us. I mean, you know, the key to life that we often now, now we've cultivated into a brand of good currency is focus every day on your passions, your intentions, yeah. uh, in your personal, professional, spiritual life, align them with your purpose, which is to do good for yourself and others, but in, and do the actions. So you, you write your intentions. I, I intend, like we intended to have this podcast interview with you. We showed up with yeah. the actions. Sure. Actions are irrelevant. Sure. Once we really get to it, it's not about the results. It's not up to us. There's too many outside factors that can, that can, you know, create a, a, a negative result that you didn't think about, but it's actually positive. So to have the intention and do the actions and leave the result rest up to fate um, is what has how we're living our life. And that's why for him to come in my life and to realize that that's the truth, he never thought it would be 30 years, mm. you know, it was, you know, intentions and actions and then just keeping it up without losing faith. And so um, the commitment to me to reconnect with you and to have you be introduced to Tobias is, you know, make the intentions to, you know, first let's yeah. get, let's get Jay, let's put him on the, the podcast. Let's put him on good news network. Let's let people know who he is and what yeah. Oakhurst is, but then sure. let's do the actions to figure out how to uh, collaborate and, and help each other. And um, because this is a time where I, we feel like storytelling has been around since the beginning of man, um, it, mankind, it, it is a, totally. it's an important piece. And I feel like what you're doing is important and, and, and we love to tell stories and it's about how do we, you know, collaborate and uplift each other so that uh, more people can be inspired. And, and hopefully um, yeah. we, we, we have this tagline. No, thank you guys. All about practical yeah, no, inspiration. No. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you guys, man. I really appreciate it. I mean, again, I think the content side and what you guys are doing, there was just the, during a pandemic, the worst time ever, there was so much validation That's right. of that. Our stuff isn't going anywhere. That's right. was, a ton of content was consumed. People jumped on podcasts and clubhouses and things wanting to get information and soak it in. It was really interesting to see when people that's, that's kind of where they were going. You know, it's funny of all things and I'm, we can end on this, but I just got turned on to, uh, um, Victor Frankel's book. Oh, yeah. Um, Man's meat. Yeah. Man's yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Tobias, I'm sure there's a whole different thing of maybe how you, maybe when you were, but what, what you were saying as well. And there's so many of those things and I, I've heard of them, but I didn't, actually hadn't properly sat down to read how he had shaped it all together, but mm -hmm. it's exactly what you guys were saying, by the way. So it's really interesting timing. Yeah, seriously. Like uh, purpose. Yeah. It's like someone, someone, but I can't watch his interviews are a little hard to understand because <laughs> he's older, but the books and all the audio stuff is really interesting, but well, listen, I'm, Jay, I'm here to you tell guys. you, man, yeah. you, you, you are yeah. the, you are the, you've always been so genuine and, 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 and I've always appreciated your, um, why you do what you're doing. And I, and I can see after our last conversation, our pre-interview sort of podcast conversation, yeah, whatever, just sure. catching up that I knew that the stars are aligning. And, and when you begin to cultivate this practice, what we call a good sixth sense, you start energetically just kind of seeing people that 
you know, you, and then what's, yeah. what's the scariest part about really aligning is when you realize that people close to you are not a lot and, and you got to kind of distance. I think that's one yeah, of the hardest no, things to smart. be able to, to, to be able to smart. get away from that energy. But when you feel it, you're just going in, you're like, Oh, hold on a second. I, I, I want to, so hopefully we can just, uh, you know, I can't wait to see yeah. you in person and Let's reconnect with what we're doing. Man. Congrats, guys. That's can, awesome what you guys are doing. Too. Congrats, by the way, on your Oscar yeah. nomination. I know hey. that that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, and guys. just keep yeah, up the hard work. rocking and rolling. Yes, sir. Well, yeah. listen, Jay, we appreciate your time and energy, and, and, Thank and, you guys. and, and we look forward to you know having uh, you come back when you get your next uh, Oscar, Oscar win. Anytime, <laughs> anytime. Don't forget to check out new episodes every Monday. We're super excited about this. I'm Jay Connor. I'm Tony Samadani. I'm Tobias Tubbs. And we are Living, living Good, good Currency.